everyone. Welcome to Frederick Land. It's me, Dewey, again. And today I'm joined by David Haynes. That, that's what you go. That's your real name. Yeah, that's my real name. But your yeah. band name is Jim Shorts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. J I M Shorts. So. Right. Right on. And uh, let's talk about you, David. Where are you from? So I guess I was I was born in Florida, but uh, I moved around a whole lot. Um, so I, I would say now I consider myself to be from Chattanooga originally, and um, but I've lived in Frederick for about two years. Two years. Yeah. So you're fairly new. Yeah. You don't yeah. go back generation generations of no. Fredericktonians. No. Yeah. And what brought you to Frederick of all places? Um, so I met um, the woman who's now my wife in, in Tennessee, and she lived here. Um, she was going to school in Tennessee at the time when we met, and so we dated long distance for about four years until I graduated uh, from college, and then it was who's going to move, and so I, I chose to move. Chattanooga versus Frederick, and Frederick won. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I hear Chattanooga's a really cool town. Yeah, I it's I don't know. What it's really you awesome. there a while, um, for at least five years, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I only know that from some of the stuff in your band camp yeah yeah there's some bio stuff in there yeah and in fact there's um you released an album based on your time in chattanooga yeah yeah the the last record was called halo repair and it was made around the time that i knew i was going to be moving and so i was sort of writing these songs um about sort of my relationship with with emily um but also just sort of i wanted to make one last sort of real record before I moved away from there um, and so that's what that record's about like the, the friendships from there and doing music with people I love holy shit there's food in the fridge but I don't want to eat it right now there's something else calling my name something I can't quite explain it's good to concentrate there's something I'll lose just picking up my bruise nowhere to run nowhere to hide with this big old thorn in my side how long have you been playing music? because you, you you seem young I mean, but yeah. you have a lot of music I mean, yeah. you're a prolific writer there's a yeah. lot of stuff it's yeah. all coming out of you yeah I, so I've slowed down a lot uh, in the past couple years, but I've been playing in bands actively probably since um, like 2013, 14. Having so. having been having this experience in Chattanooga versus your being here two years, how have you seen? What, what's the difference in the music scene? Because you're a musician. What, yeah, what's yeah. been the, the, the observed difference that you've seen? Um, in Chattanooga. It's sort of similar to Frederick in a lot of ways, where it's a little bit of a smaller city. Like, it's growing, but it's definitely not like a Nashville or Atlanta, just like Frederick, sort of not a Baltimore, D.C., which are cities around it. But um, in Chattanooga, there's um, there's sort of a couple venues that are really have this dedicated following, and um, there's an openness to that community, I think, there, um, especially, like... There's a vegan restaurant called Sluggo's there that just consistently hosts shows, and um, they're great people. And Frederick has been, for me anyways, a little harder to navigate in terms of, like, where shows are happening and 
and that kind of thing. Um, Nola and Guido's are great. Um, I love those spaces, and there have been, you know, a couple of house venues that have popped up here and there. Um, but I would say for, and like for a band like us, we're pretty loud, um, just by default and mm -hmm. the way that I like to play and most of the other people do. So it can be sort of challenging in situations like NOLA or something like that. Well, speaking that. of NOLA, you've plugged yeah. yourself into the local music scene here in Frederick. You're going to be you're on tour, and mm -hmm. you're going to be playing Friday, July 5th. Yeah. Is that, yeah. That's, okay, that's that's this year, July 5th at 9 o'clock at NOLA. Yeah. And you're going to be with Natural Rat, Little Yo Little Lungs, and Grayling. Yeah, Those are yeah. the other bands that are going to be playing yeah. with you, and it's your 2019 tour. Yeah, it's a, it's a long one. Where else are you going? Are you going up north and then down in the south and yeah so it's mostly like the southeast um so sort of doing a little loop through there um like uh roanoke virginia chapel hill athens georgia birmingham and then new orleans and over to texas and up through the midwest and stuff wow. like that. yeah so david how would you describe the gym shorts sound it to me it kind of sounded a little like weezer yeah is that a a good comparison yeah okay. it's sort of like that uh 90s indie rock type 90s of stuff gotcha and, okay um yeah and a little bit more lately i've been like listening to a lot of neil young and i was gonna say what what are your influences that kind of motivates you and makes you want to sit down with pen and paper and write a song yeah um i would say sort of like i didn't i wasn't really raised with a lot of rock and roll um and a lot of like classic rock that people hear their whole lives and then end up hating or something like that. So um, you didn't grow up with a lot of music in your house. Uh, we all so I have three sisters and we all played piano and there was a lot of music, but it was mostly religious music. Is that why you moved around? Because well, you were a missionary or something like that? Oh no, my my dad was in the military. Oh, okay, so military. Yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, he was in the Air Force. So um, so there was music, but it wasn't like the stuff I'm doing now mm -hmm. so it was sort of once I hit college it was sort of this rediscovery of stuff like Neil Young or Bob Dylan Joni Mitchell and that kind of stuff so I've been over the past few years going back and listening to all of that and that's been inspiring me a lot lately do you primarily play guitar mm -hmm. yeah so I uh, I play piano first I play mostly guitar now um I filled in on bass for, you know, some bands uh, mm. here in town, and um, but yeah, it's it's mostly guitar. Well, your catalog's on Bandcamp, so if the listener, if you want to hear Jim Shorts, check out Bandcamp, and you can just type in Jim Shorts, J I M Shorts, and you'll hear uh, a lot of all the music. Really, it's all there, as well as the website JimShortsBand.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Also, I'm not very good at Twitter, but I'm there. I'm not either. I I'm on there, but um, I don't know. I I, I don't. I just don't do it for I, some reason. I don't know if I have a a need or. Yeah, I think it's um, you have to be fast and you have to be witty, and I'm neither of those things. <laughs> witty and what is it now? Two hundred and eighty characters, which yeah, is basically yeah. a small paragraph. Like, you want to say something like a little zinger or something? Yeah. I, I don't. I know. I, I wish I was like that fast and 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 quick with jokes, and but I'm reactionary. Yeah, I'm not at all. Almost like a, when there's a picture and someone's okay, make put a caption to this picture. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna say something funny. Well, 
but no, no. Yeah, I rarely mm-hmm. ever am good at stuff like that. I, I keep when I read about your band, I keep seeing lo-fi, lo-fi. Oh, yeah. What does that mean, lo-fi? Oh, so we were all actually having this argument in practice the other day about how bands sort of get lumped into lo-fi, and I think it has a lot to do with there were a lot of bands in the '90s that were making their own home recorded music so bands like Sebado or Guided by Voices and um, so those bands sort of developed their own genre around home recording and um, but it's become almost synonymous with a genre but um, and I would say that there's a lot of Jim Short stuff that is lo-fi because I was recording at home and didn't know what I was doing so not a whole lot of high tech digital manipulations and things like that yeah so there, there's some records where uh, I have, like, a MacBook laptop, and it's just literally me, like, <laughs> singing into the microphone on the laptop. And then running it through GarageBand. Yeah, or exactly. Like that. Yeah, exactly. So it's... Well, it works. Uh, oh, are you looking to go into an actual recording studio and spending, I don't know, $200 an hour? And have you done that before? Yeah, so the, the last record, Halo Repair, um, was made at Spanner Sound in Chattanooga, which was... Um, the home studio of this this guy named Charles Allison, who's really great. And um, but yeah, so it was more of a high tech setting. Okay, so you know? Halo Repair is the high tech version yeah. of Jim Shorts. Yeah, and then you can go listen to Centuries of Sour Milk. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and all. That that's yeah. the the best of the Tennessee years, and you can hear a, a sound that's a bit more DIY. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I've noticed that some of the Bandcamp offerings when one goes to buy music is cassette. Oh, yeah. And you're offering cassettes of your music. Yeah. Which leads me to the question, why cassettes? Everyone's downloading and streaming. Apple's about to get rid of iTunes. And it, yeah. Are, are cassettes making a comeback? Because you're a lot younger than I am. And yeah. I remember when cassettes were the only game in town. Yeah. And uh, what's going on with cassettes? Yeah, they sort of are. Um, I have a, a small collection of cassettes uh, just from, like, bands that I've played shows with and you know, someone says, like, hey, do you want our tape? And, and a boombox that you found at a garage sale? Yeah, it was my wife's, actually, so... Um, I, I don't have a VHS player or a cassette player. And... Yeah. Um, I, I think it's nice um, because it's small, and cassettes also have this sort of warble. So it's a different, like, listening experience um, to hear it on tape versus... Um, like digitally or you know just streaming or something like that um, would love to put out vinyl someday but that's is that a warm a warmer sound I guess I hear from audio files that the yeah. album offers a different quality of sound yeah and why would you like to do that and what's preventing you from doing that is there a cost yeah oh it's a lot more expensive to yeah press it? it is uh, pressing the vinyls it's been a goal but sort of something that is unobtainable right now what if you just did 10 of them and then just sold yeah, each I've, one for $50 or something like that. I've heard that Bandcamp is, like, starting to offer some type of pressing. Like, as soon as you sell enough copies or something, they'll, like, press it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not sure how it works. I need to look into it. But, yeah, I, I think... Um, so at the end of this tour we're doing in the summer, we're going to make the next record uh, down in Chattanooga, I think at a different studio. Um, so you you go to Chattanooga because you have more of a base there, I guess, and more of a familiarity with the studios there? Yeah, so um, Jared, who made, who is the engineer on Halo Repair and has played in this band in and out, he um, 
he's someone who I sort of trust and like knows sort of the ins and outs of my songwriting and what I what I want things to sound like and so it's it's easy working with him and he's also just super knowledgeable and laid back and a lot of fun to be around mm. um, so that's why I I had or I wanted to make it there again just because I it's comfortable for me yeah. like I know him and it's going to be fun yeah. yeah so going back to our wonderful town of Frederick here yeah uh you, you've gotten into the music scene, obviously. Yeah. I, I've seen you... I haven't seen you live, but I've heard that your band was playing. I've seen you like, yeah. at Cafe Nola and Signs and stuff like that. Who are some of the local bands you've been able to work with here in Frederick? I mean, like, Middle Kid or... Yeah, yeah. That's the only one I can think of right now. Double Motorcycle. And, yeah. Zach uh, Willis is a, is a good friend. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I actually... I, I filled in... I kind of recognize a similar sound and genre yeah yeah for sure uh we zach willis and i talk almost like if not daily at least weekly about like guitar pedals or something like that um and i played bass in middle kid for like some shows they had in the fall um and that was a lot of fun um i loved um cheshi and i know that ash is gonna do a new project soon she's working on something right yeah 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 um and then flooring have you heard of flooring they yeah they're um they're a little bit younger than than me too so okay um but they're they're incredible and i i played bass for a couple of shows they had as well and um ab who runs that project is a is a cool songwriter and jeffrey and Austin, they're all cool people. You definitely have a different perspective being a musician here in Frederick as to the scene. You know, we yeah. talked about that earlier. Would you say that the scene here, the music scene, is sort of in its infancy? It seems like it's bubbling a little bit and that it only may take a few you know, motivated people to get something a little bit bigger as far as a mid-sized music venue. That kind yeah. Of thing. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I think so. Like... And I've talked to some people who said that, you know, 10 years ago it was a lot different as well. I don't know how long you've lived here, but... I've been here uh, 15 years, and I I don't really go out that much, really. Same. Yeah, yeah, I kind of go to work and go home and raise my daughter and everything. Yeah. But I don't know. I The biggest difference that I've seen is in the beer. Okay. And the, the art seems to be coming up a little bit. And but as far as live music, not really because Nola, I believe, has been the only game in town when, yeah. when it comes to original bands, not '80s cover bands or right. classic rock type yeah. cover band type. Yeah. Of, you know, and that you see that a lot around town. And uh, when you get originals like Jim Shorts, you guys, and, and and some of the other bands around town, there there needs to be something other than something a small restaurant. Cause right, because Nola's a restaurant. Yeah, it's not really a live music venue like what you would think of. Yeah, a place dedicated to the arts and yeah. performing arts. So, yeah, I, I think it's. I think there are some people here that are motivated to sort of maybe get something off the ground, um, and you know, in- incredibly grateful to places like Nola and Guido's and the, sort of the the like grunt work that's happening there and it's not it's not easy at all to host shows 
Um, anyone who has run a house venue uh, can tell you that it's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've been to a couple of those. Yeah. The squat. Oh, yeah. Slay belt, slay ground. Yeah. Slay, yeah, I went to those two. I felt way too old to be <laughs> in there. Yeah. I was like, I was chaperoning my, my daughter or something. But yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was super DIY and very interesting. Yeah. I never saw law enforcement show up, so the neighbors yeah. were okay, I, I guess, and um, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, I know Slayground had some issues with that as it sort of, like, went on. And um, Do you know the band Aldo? I've heard of them. I actually saw them play at one of the house shows somewhere on Military Road. Was it all? It was Aldo. They were there. Yeah. Uh, was it at the Bilka? Where's that located? Is that the one on? It's off of like Modder, like sort of around that area. If like if you take the Modder exit, it's... no. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. No, there was that one. There was one off of it was like Military Road. That that might have been Slayground. I don't remember, but um, yeah, they were. What about them? Oh, they're just great, but they also have a house venue called the Bilco um, that they Currently? sort of run. Yeah. Oh, it, good. Um, you know, it's sort of the same as everywhere in Frederick. They can only do weekend shows, and mm. um, but yeah, they the shows that I've been to there and played there have just been overwhelmingly like positive and. Wow. Um, I guess you get on a Facebook list and then they text you the details. Like a, yeah, like a I think so. Or... Yeah, it's like a. A direct message for address kind of situation there. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'm, yeah, there's been a, a lot of discussion, uh, even in the Frederick News Post, have been writing about the public art. Yeah, I've seen that. Seen with regard to painting, murals, musicians, liquor laws, all kinds. Of, really dove deep into that. Yeah, yeah. There's a I, knowing that you can't have a beer on stage is weird because nowhere else that I've played or lived or anywhere has that type of law so it's it's it seems archaic maybe i'm not sure why i'm of the opinion that i hope i haven't said this too much on during the podcast but i think there should be an audit done yeah just an audit Uh, the liquor laws are run by the the county and perhaps they should have a like a summit with area business owners with the you know the guidos and old town tavern and nola just all the the people who are who have a real vested interest in right. that type of thing just to get their input a little bit in order to make sure that there is economic development and things are done safely with regard to consuming alcohol. Yeah. Because Frederick's sure. not afraid of alcohol. I mean, for clearly, sure, yeah. I mean, we just have another brewery opening up uh, right. called Jug Bridge on East Patrick Street. So, oh, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's where uh, Old Mother used to be on East pa- by the fairgrounds. Okay. Like you go yeah. past there and... Um, it's it's called Jug Bridge, which is okay. the the name of the old bridge from I don't know a hundred years ago. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's a old hist- historic Frederick thing. You'd have to kind of look at the history of that. But anyway, so just by virtue of the fact that we do have a lot of places to consume alcoholic beverages, it would stand a reason that we would offer up sort of free up those rules as it relates to the performing arts. Yeah, and playing music yeah. or even um, dancing. Yeah, stuff like uh, that. There seems to be, from what I have gathered, sort of from the older people, maybe who live here and maybe are a little more, maybe run things a little more. That there's a fear of 
like what live original bands bring and I'm not sure why that's really a fear because um, I don't know like bar fights and things like that hasn't been my experience with live music I was going to say what's your experience I mean you're yeah. on stage looking out yeah. at these people what, what do you see out there when you're playing it yeah it seems like the people who are there for the sh- a, a show or something like that aren't the people that are going to cause trouble you know they're there to see a band have a good night you know the people that you know are willing to pay the cover just to get more whiskey or something like those are the people you got to worry about but I don't know like I, I don't know where that fear comes in and I'm trying to wrap my head around that I think but. that from my experience Frederick's just a very very traditional historic city yeah that really isn't into gigantic bold out of the box things yeah um that, so if you say well they're gonna be dancing that what does that immediately register in your head dancing well are they gonna be freaking each other and, yeah is this gonna lead lead to a spike in pregnancies can F, <laughs> can FMH handle all of the the baby boom from that <laughs> dance party that Cafe yeah. Nola had I don't know if we can handle it um I don't know I, and and I'm I'm of the age where I'm a little bit be over over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. If I were in my early mid twenties, I would probably think about this a lot more. But yeah. I've kind of been there already. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I sort of am a homebody too, and like unless I want to go see a show or I'm playing a show, I sort of. So if you want to see a show, do you end up going to DC? Given that we are a DC suburb, do you end up going down to the nine thirty club or to Baltimore? Yeah, so I've probably seen more shows in Baltimore. Where do you um, go? Metro Gallery, Auto Bar, uh, Joe Squared sometimes. Um, but yeah, I've been to D.C. too. I saw uh, Dinosaur Jr. last year at Black Hat. And I haven't been there in years. Black yeah, Hat. it was great. And that, and, uh, That's an oldie. It's been around. Yeah, that was... I, so I saw Dinosaur Jr. and I saw Stephen Malkmus there from, like, Pavement. and Yeah. Um, so that was my first time going there, and that venue rules. Uh, I really like the atmosphere there. Black Cat is a really good size that could be scaled to Frederick. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's not gigantic stadium where you need 100,000 square feet or something crazy. Yeah. It's something where it might be 500 people can fit in there. I don't yeah. Know, maybe not even that many. So it's it's a good size that would fit a nice Yeah. Room. A 300 to 500 cap room is, it Re- feels great as an audience yeah. member and it feels great as like a someone playing. Like it's just a perfect size. Calling up the siren. Kaleidoscope so divine. Yeah. 
But you're going to be on tour, so you're going to miss Roswell Kid. We'll have I to know, tell I'm you about it. Yeah. Because um, you're going to be on tour. You're going to be probably in, in Roanoke, maybe? Or because you're, uh, we, we know you're playing our Cafe Nola July 5th. Yeah. On Friday. It's a Friday. I, I can make that. I, I'll probably have to take a nap or something <laughs> yeah. to get, prepare myself for a late night. But yeah. no problem. It's a 4th of July weekend, so it'll be pretty festive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think... I think the last official date of the tour is the 26th, and that's in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Mm. Um, and then after that, also starting on the 27th, we'll be making that record uh, right. down in Chattanooga. Yeah. What do you have in mind for the record? You're going to go with a more death metal theme, just <laughs> sort of change things up. Yeah. Work on your listen, growling. Yeah. You know? No. Uh, it, it'll be um, similar, um, just because I'm writing the songs and they'll end up sounding similar but um my friend mike barth who's um been in a bunch of great bands in baltimore has been playing in gym shorts since i moved up here and um so he's been helping me sort of work on these songs and then um robbie from aldo just joined and so he'll be playing bass on that tour um and so i think it'll be a little more raw than what halo repair was just because um just because of who's making it um, and sort of how the songs have evolved but uh, yeah grittier uh, I think it's a little less in my mind Halo Repair is like sort of wide eyed it's like looking forward to some changes that are happening and uh, this record's a little more I guess about sort of settling into life and um, the discomfort that can come from that Um, like just not realizing or just not like hanging out with friends all the time, or uh, sort of working a steady job and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, I read somewhere that you can hear we're at Wegmans right now, and the guys are pushing the carts. They're they're working. They're pushing the carts from the parking lot. We had to come out here because the inside they were blasting some pop music, and I, yeah. it would have been the soundtrack to our conversation. But I was going to ask you about quitting music. There was something that in a blurb about oh, yeah. your, I don't know, maybe you were feeling down in your creativity or yeah. maybe it all felt futile. <laughs> <laughs> Life just felt, you know, what am I, what am I doing kind of thing. What, what happened there and what motivated you to maybe continue making music? Yeah, so I think <laughs> this, is a, this is a recurring conversation in my head, I think. There are... Uh, you know, there are days I, I think I wake up and just go like, you know, what the hell am I doing? Like, why am I still, you know, I'm like 26 and I don't really have a career or, uh, you know, I'm working like a customer service job essentially. And it's like, you know, what am I doing with my life sort of? And, um, but, but eventually something happens or, you know, a new song ends up happening and it sort of reaffirms my faith in I guess the value of of music and just doing good things with good people and um so yeah that that blurb was I think specifically about the last record and um yeah yeah just yeah well I imagine that can be difficult for a creative for a person who's I don't know identity and part of their drive is in creating something yeah sculpture painting poetry uh, an author who writes books you know or a musician whereas someone like me i don't 
I don't travel in those waters. You know what I mean? Yeah. I simply get up, I go to my job, and I come home. I make sure my daughter's taken care of, and I have to make sure you know stuff around the house. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. have. I'm not sitting down waiting to write a poem. I'm yeah. Waiting to. Like, I need to work on my movie script. You're right. I'm right. just not a creative. I don't think of myself as a creative person. I mean, yeah. I, I think about who I can talk to for my hobby podcast. Yeah. But. I can see how it would be challenging to try to come up with a new idea. Yeah, for for a creative endeavor. Well, and especially I think um, there's a lot of interruptions. Um, so if you know if you're working a job and you have a song idea while you're on that job, and then by the time it, you get home, it's sort of lost, or it or, or it's lost some of its original fervor at least. And, and that can be so frustrating to live with. You need a recorder. Yeah. You need one of those digital handheld recorders and just hum it while you're at your desk. Yeah. And then, you know, turn it off. And so you'll have all these little recordings. Yeah, and I, and I do stuff like that. And over the years, I've sort of developed a system a little bit more. And um, But it just feels like uh, the, the way that adult life works is that things take a very long time to happen. And so... Um, at least in my mind. And you're at 26 right now, yeah. right? You're, you're, man, it gets way, way better. Okay. It really That's does. good to hear. 20, 20. Oh, um, you're, you're, you're an advanced teenager. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think of that. Cause I look at the, I just think everyone's 50, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, I was talking to someone today cause we want to do this thing and, um, they wanted to know, well, so-and-so may not be able to get in to this bar. Where we oh to. yeah. And I'm thinking... I, it did not register with me that there are people that are under 21 years old. Yeah. It's just my daughter and me. I'm older, so there are other human beings walking around that can't do stuff because yeah. they're not 21. Yeah. And it didn't dawn on me until – and I had to step back and go, oh, yeah, that's right. And then I had I texted back and said, not 21. I just thought you – know. But, yeah, it, it feels like everyone is on that same trajectory or in your little circle. Or, right, right. Um, yeah, I think the the interruptions of life get difficult, uh, especially when you want to be someone. Like I think that the dream is that you can wake up, you can write songs, you can make the music you want to make, and that's all you do that day. And um, and I don't know, maybe it changes at that point, but I'm still fighting for that, and so. I get discouraged a lot. So you would like to spend your day creating. Yeah. So what is it? Where do you want Jim Shorts to go? Are you looking to play Coachella? I mean, what's your, <laughs> what's the Bonnaroo or whatever? What, 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 other than the, the freedom of being able to just get up and do what you want in, in the studio. Yeah. Where would you like to see the band go? A world tour or is there a certain venue you dream of playing? Or a um, performer you want to collaborate with? I, I think there's like, you know, playing in mid-sized venues and being able to make a little bit of money off of it is, I hate for it to sound that business-like, but just for it to be able to sustain itself and maybe for me to eat off of it, you know, mm -hmm. like that, that's all I really want. Um, and I'm still young, so maybe there's time. 
Yeah. And plus, you're not stage diving and screaming. Yeah, um, exactly. But, I mean, there's still time you could, I mean, you're not, I don't think you're going to go Motley Crue on a hotel room or something like that no. and just go total guns and roses. I'm trash the least rock and roll person okay. I know. So you're, you're likely to uh, get off stage and then go read a book and watch Jeopardy, maybe yeah. play some Dungeons and Dragons or something with your friends. Yeah, so that's funny. My wife is really into jun- Dungeons and Dragons. Is that uh, right? Yeah, so she, um, she's been playing for like four or five years now and like writes her own um, campaigns and stuff like that and I don't have the attention span for it. And it takes a lot of time. Yeah. It's just a lot. You're just sitting there and you're rolling dice and you're going through this thing. I played when it first came out. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when D&D came out, and I was playing around that time. When, uh, but uh, I hear that it's sort of making a comeback in some respects. And we yeah. have a gaming place here in Frederick. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a gaming room. It's very game-centric, where the yeah. people play these uh, full immersive things. And yeah, it's interesting. It's a whole yeah. other world. Well, yeah. So the interesting thing about like, um, like, so in talking to my wife and some of her friends that that play D and D as well, there's a very similar, I think, creative like mindset that gets satisfied through writing campaigns and um, developing your character and seeing that character through, and you know, what type of decisions would this character make and things like that. It's a lot. It's a lot like songwriting in that way. It's where like I'm I'm interested in w- what the characters in my songs will do or or who you know the decisions they're going to make. And so it's been interesting to see that like that thread carried through hmm. um, as my my wife's sort of been into D and D and as I've tried to sit through it, <laughs> sit still. Man, it's so difficult. Yeah. What would you be doing if you weren't making music? I, mean, I feel like that's your outlet. You have that yeah. that DNA, that thing in your in your essence that makes you have to do this thing. Yeah. You know I mean? and, and when I look at it, I think, how in the hell does he do that? Right. I mean, how, how does one write a riff or a hook? Or, yeah. And but you, it seems to come naturally, and it's something that has to come out of you, or else yeah. you'll wither or something, right? Well, yeah, and that's I mean, going back to sort of like being, I think, frustrated or. Um, with not being able to do it every day is like, well, you think like, well, I'll just quit. I'll just quit. I can quit anytime. Right. And then, you know, you spend a day without doing it or something, and then you're like, damn it, I guess I have to do this. It's not. Yeah. It's an instinct. Um, and I, I wouldn't be doing anything else. Um, well, you'd have your customer service job to carry you yeah. over <laughs> through your life. Yeah, through my whole life. Through your whole, yeah, um, answer the phones and say good morning and yeah, find I'm, out what the problem is. And <laughs> yeah, that gets me up in the morning, you know. I can't wait. <laughs> cannot wait. But, yeah, but then you get on stage. Yeah. Now, that must be a whole different endorphin, dopamine rush. Yeah. Being on stage, playing out to... A group of people, yeah, all looking and staring at you, saying yeah. you play guitar. Yeah, I, I think um, I think being on stage is really peaceful, um, because you can't do anything other than what you're doing. So you're there, you're playing this song, and that's all you're going to be thinking about. It's it's sort of like meditative or something like that. Hmm. Um, yeah, I love that too. If I could go too long without playing a show, I, yeah, I yeah. get a little antsy. Right, but, right. Yeah. 
I think it's sacred. I, I, that's one reason why I wanted to do this podcast is I wanted to focus on the arts and not let it get underestimated in being this cultural force and even an economic force that I think gets largely unappreciated. Yeah, I, I agree. And so yeah. that's kind of been my platform, a little soapbox. And that's why I like talking to people like you. And I've even reached out to some. I spoke to Zach, the yeah. middle kid, his girlfriend as well, who, who's also creative. And yeah, she, and she takes great photos. Photo, a photographer, yeah. right? And it's just very interesting. I think of all of it as being somewhat sacred to the yeah. human experience, almost like gardening or um, or, or like an orchestra. Yeah, where we get a hundred people all playing different parts. But yet, if you're listening, it pleases your ear. Yeah. Because they found that frequency, each one that comes into a dream yeah. by reading dots on <laughs> a piece of paper. Yeah. That's wild. It is wild. It's, yeah. it's crazy, and and then we we should we should appreciate that and dive into it. And every city should invest heavily in it. Yeah. Every every city should take a chunk of their their. GDP or whatever revenue, or yeah. What taxes that they collect and dedicate it to some sort of art trust, yeah, uh, fund that can be then given to the David Haynes, not or like a yeah. grant or some sort of low interest yeah. loan or so. Like if you need a new amplifier, you yeah. go you go to this art financial yeah. backing organization yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I don't know where that idea came from, but something like that and. To, to, I mean, it's kind of a bummer that the Baltimore Symphony is going through hard times and they're having to reduce the number of performances because of, um, yeah. you know, just little things like that just sort of irritate me. So. Well, I think, and like, I mean, not to get super political on this podcast, but the, the current administration. Oh, okay, oh, cool. So the, <laughs> cool. So the way that, I mean, the current administration, I think, is just very anti intellectual and very anti-arts. And so if you have that climate, I know a lot of people say things like, well, it doesn't really matter who's president and like we should focus on local or state politics, which is absolutely true. Those are super important. But if you live in a climate where the arts aren't appreciated, arts and nonprofits funding is slashed, you know, how is that going to look in, in cities? It's going to, you know, the whole climate is shifts. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that's another reason that it's it's important, you know, uh, for performers, but also for people like you who are avid, you know, appreciators of arts and things like that, to be doing things like a podcast is to raise awareness of that because we live in a time where that's not happening really. Well, we're we're here now. Well, thanks a lot for talking to me again. Yeah, I'm talking to David Haynes with Jim Shorts, and they're going on tour, but they will be at Cafe Nola July 5th. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. It's the new, the Independence Day weekend, so it's a perfect time to go to Cafe Nola. It'll probably be warm, and you can see Jim Shorts, Natural Rat, Little Lungs, and Grayling before they head out to Roanoke, another yeah. really cool town. Yeah. So thanks again, David, for talking to me. Yeah, thanks so much, dude. Good luck on everything, and um, keep making music. Thanks. All right. Gonna eat some junk food and write it all down. Looking over my shoulder, blow that little light out. I'll drink some whiskey, guard my heart from what's real. Then drink to your health, but don't expect me to heal. Just want the tracks to end. I'm an engine to rest.
real late, wasting all of this time.